1: Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Want to learn how to be an entrepreneur?
2: You are dedicated and devoted. To a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. We'll highlight opportunities for entrepreneurs in digital marketing through interesting, practical, and thought-provoking interviews and monologues. Increase your income and be your own boss by listening to The Entrepreneur Effect. Please welcome your host, a 25-year veteran in sales, management, and business development, Dush Ramachandran.
3: Hi, this is Dush Ramachandran, and welcome to Entrepreneur Effect. We've had a short hiatus and we're back with an exciting show and today our special guest is Brent Hagler who's the CEO of New Story. New Story is an interesting company. It's a nonprofit, but it is a Y Combinator graduate. So it is it's somewhat different from most other nonprofits you might have heard of. So without further ado Let's talk to Brett and see uh, what we can learn about his success in his story. Welcome, Brett.
4: Excited to be here. Thank you for having me on.
3: It's wonderful. We're absolutely delighted. So, you know, in looking at your your bio and your information, one of the things that was really interesting to me was, just as I said, you know, you see um, nonprofits that have... Uh, primarily a focus on serving a particular uh, section of our population. Um, But rarely do you see them, uh, you know, as being funded by VCs or having VCs on their advisory board and things like that. So which, to my mind, set New Story apart quite a bit. So to kick things off, why don't you tell us a little bit about New Story? How did you start? What's the mission of the organization and uh, where you're going?
4: Yeah, and, and to that point, you know, we really decided to start a new story to solve two problems. The first one is you know, life threatening homelessness, which I'll go into. Uh, but there was a second problem, and that was the status quo of traditional charities. So we try to create you know an innovative type of model, and that is how um, I believe that we you know be able to get support from. Silicon Valley. Uh, we went through a program called Y Combinator. Um, so, from the beginning, we were really trying to solve those two problems. So, just wanted to set, you know, context with that. Um, so, first of all, you know, I never thought that I would start a nonprofit. I was an um, entrepreneur before, um, in technology before, really obsessed with startups. Uh, but I took a trip down to Haiti, a couple years after the 2010 earthquake, if you remember that. So um, yep. long story short, I kind of had a, a 180 in my life and decided to go down on a mission trip to Haiti. And I saw, you know, thousands of people, particularly little kids, still living in tents that were given to them after the earthquake. And I was really frustrated because, you know, the tents are only supposed to last for a couple months. Um, but turns out they'd been living in them for four or five years. And I was frustrated because so much money was injected into bigger traditional organizations. But yeah, it just seemed like there was uh, so much inefficiencies, um, a lack of accountability, uh, certainly a lack of transparency. And I just did not see much innovation at all of trying to create a newer type of experience, leveraging local partners on the ground. Um, just a lot of different things that I just couldn't see. And so after I left Haiti, uh, I didn't... You know, when I was down there, I did not have an epiphany to start a charity because I mentioned I, you know, I thought I'd never start one. Um, but sure. I went and looked at other organizations that I could support and rally around and champion, um, and really, you know, find a brand that I could believe in. Turns out that I couldn't find one that I really believed in, that I could fully trust, um, that I thought was innovating, um, and was looking at charity um, in the way that I would want to look at charity, um, because I didn't even really like the word charity, sure. because of all the you know negative connotations and baggage that rightfully comes with it. So, all that to say, I said, okay, what would it look like if we try to create our own version and our own model of the type of charity that we would like you know to be part of and give to? And so, the original idea birthed where we said, hey, it'd be really cool to um, show. The world, like these families and these kids that I met. And we could just build a digital platform where we'd put up the families on our site. um, So you'd have their pictures and the stories below. And then anyone around the world could see them online. um, And then we'd crowdfund a house for them. And so anybody could give $5 or about $6,000 is the total cost of the home. And then we said, hey, well, why did it cost $6,000? will show people the line items of every single penny that goes into that home. And then 100% of their donation will go to exactly who they see and those line items. And then when the family moves into their new home, we will close the loop on the entire experience and we'll take a move-in video of the family getting their keys, their home certificate, we'll do an interview, and then we send it back to every single person that gave. So all that to say, the donor experience is that Um, You get to meet who you're helping, 100% of your money goes to exactly who you see, and then you see the end result of your donation, um, because we believe it should be our, you know, New Story is not the hero in this uh, journey. Um, The donor or the company is actually the hero, and New Story is just really the broker that's connecting people. And so that's what it was based off of um, and how we got started about 17 months ago.
3: Got it. Fantastic. So just to put that in perspective, since you got started about 17 months ago, how many homes have you built for these folks and how much money has actually passed through uh, your organization to the ultimate uh, beneficiaries?
4: Yeah, so we've now funded about 330 homes which if you add that up it's it's almost at 2 million total dollars um and 100% of that goes to families and then we also have um a small group of private donors called the builders now the builders are some of those individuals that you might have seen on our website from uh the silicon valley community or uh, venture capital world um some tech you know leaders those individuals believe that you know they want to give to our team and to our growth, and so they just give to our operations. So there's a super simple, clean split. Um, we literally have two bank accounts, um, and that's how we set it up. And you know, we've raised close to about 1.5 million on, on the operational side. That will um, carry us through the next couple of years.
3: Great. So you know, on your website there are these very impressive uh, group of people under your advisors, you know, senior executives from Coca-Cola, McDonald's, uh, Hewlett Packard, and so on. Um, Brad Feld, uh, who's local to Boulder, where we are, um, is is also on there. So that's super impressive. So are those folks the builders you refer to, or are they merely uh, on sort of the board of advisors?
4: Most of those individuals are builders, Okay. um however on our site we do not list every um every builder um we have about we have about 16 individuals um and then we also have a couple companies um and then Y Combinator was also part of that that Got group it.
3: great okay so the other thing that was intriguing was that you have a chief technology officer morgan does yours right. chief uh, and so the interesting thing to look at for the casual observer is why does a charity need a technology officer?
4: So when I think about, and I'm actually preparing a um, kind of a, a Ted talk for this, when I think about why there's not more innovation um, in the nonprofit sector, I've asked my question, I've asked this question like pretty deeply. Why, 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 why? Why is for the most part, it's generally the same type of donation experience and generally the same type of branding and all of um, those components. And the reason that I've come to is it's a team and a culture thing, right? So charities, um, for the most part, are really not, they're not looking to go hire um, somebody that is doing user experience from an Airbnb or a Warby Parker, right? Or someone that could be an engineer at another, uh, you know, top tech startup. That's just not really who people are looking after. And so, you know, they oftentimes get questions like, how do we, you know, how do we innovate? How do we create a better user experience? And it's like, well, it all starts with who first, right? Like you have to have the right people in the seats. And so we actually view ourselves, yes, we're a charity, but we have the spirit of a tech startup. And so the culture that we're going to build, who we're going to hire, are going to be people that could be working at some of the top startups in Silicon Valley. Because we believe in a, you know, an online viral experience. We believe a superior user experience will accelerate growth and retention and referrals and wow moments. All these things that top consumer brands focus on, we're doing the same thing. And we're holding ourselves to the same standard. And that so that's great. why... Yeah, that's why we have a CTO. That's why we have a head of product. We'll be bringing on a designer soon. Um, But that's just how we think. Okay.
3: Sounds great. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll have more of our conversation with Brett Hagler. Stay tuned. Don't go away.
2: Stay tuned for more of The Entrepreneur Effect when we return.
3: As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to
1: get great domains today. Namejet.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com.
2: You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect. Here's Gush Ramachandran. And we're back. This is Dush
3: Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. Our guest today is Brett Hagler, who is the founder and CEO of News Story, which is a really interesting charity and a nonprofit. So to continue our conversation with Brett, in the first segment of our interview, Brett was talking to us about why he started News Story and how it's different from the average standard uh, charity. So Brett, now that you've, you've created this and you've got your first year under your belt and you've built 330 homes and you've, you've started off on this journey, uh, what are your thoughts about where you want to take this eventually? Uh, currently, it is Haiti. Are you extending this service to other affected areas? Are you, are you feeling like you want to extend this to uh, areas within our own country?
4: Yeah. So right now we've expanded um, from Haiti, even though we still have a a, a deep and passionate presence in Haiti. Um, We've expanded to El Salvador, Bolivia, down in South America. And then we'll also be in Nicaragua uh, coming very soon. Now, our 10-year vision is to build 1,000 communities. So that means that we're going to be in likely about 20 total countries and then go very deep in each of those uh, countries. And we have plans to uh, likely be in the U.S. um, in about, you know, 2018, maybe 2019. But for now, we do not have a domestic presence. Okay.
3: So the other thing that most people listening would probably have as a question coming up in their minds is you went to Haiti and you saw, you know, Devastation. you saw these people suffering and you, you went out and created this organization and started to help them in a very direct way. Um, what challenges did you encounter in doing this? It, it surely could not have been a cakewalk where you said, let's build homes and people turned around and said, yeah, yeah, sure, here's some money. So what were some of the challenges that you had to overcome?
4: Yeah, so from the very beginning... Um, it was really hard to, um, especially as a as a startup, but then as a startup charity in general, is establish trust, right, and get over this uh, charity baggage. And so, in the very beginning, you know, even though we had this super transparent model, um, a lot of people were still, you know, hesitant. And they were like, "Ah, oh, that's that's too good to be true." You know, you can't you can't really do that. And so, it took us about a couple dozen homes that were actually built. Um, and with the move in videos um, to start showing people that, hey, we're actually, you know, executing on this and doing it in a very efficient time frame. But one thing that our co-founders realized from the beginning was that we wanted to stick what, to, to what we're best at, which I mentioned a little bit earlier about, you know, kind of having the spirit of a tech startup and then use uh, partners um, to do what they're best at right? So for example, my team at San Francisco, we're we're not experts in how to build homes, right? And we're not going to go down there and build homes. And we're not going to recruit a volunteer force of how to build homes. What we decided to do was partner with an extraordinary local partner in the countries we work in that they've been there for, you know, 15 to 20 years. They have relationships with the government. They have clout with the local people. Um, They know the local construction companies. They know how to get the best local materials. And so we partner with a local team and they're able to execute the construction on the ground. And so that's their model going forward is that uh, we try to be lightweight and, you know, kind of fly over the best, best, best local partners that we can find in in the areas. And I think mean, that's been a success for us because it's very scalable. Um, it's very repeatable. It's more efficient than us trying to build in-house capacity to do that. And so, you know, I, I can see it would be, I don't even know where I would start trying to do this all on my own, right? Trying to go get land from the government by myself and sure. trying to, you know, find the right construction team by myself. And I think, unfortunately, that's what some people do. And that's when you hear some unfortunate stories about what happens.
3: Sure. Okay. Now, in terms of delivery of the um, of services to your beneficiaries, you have another fairly unique view, which is no money that is donated to your organization will go to anything but direct service delivery. Correct. And and so mostly people are concerned when donating that you know, a lot of the money goes towards supporting administrative costs and a whole bunch of other things. But you've got builders to to fund that part of it. So any donors donating any money, all of that, 100% of that goes towards building homes and delivering it to the people. That's that's unique. How did you come up with that notion?
4: Yeah, I mean, it just started with, I think, our frustrations of, you know, not knowing really how much money was going when we gave to charities and it was just a matter, even if, even some organizations that have really good ratios, you know, maybe it's 90%, maybe it's 80%. Those are still very strong. However, it's just, it's hard to find that, you know, and you have to like search through annual reports and it's just not easy. You know, it's not simple to see exactly where that goes, which causes a little bit of confusion, right, which muddies the experience. And so we just wanted to make it as simple as possible, put ourselves in the donor's shoes, have empathy, and say, look, 100% every single penny. We will never touch that bank account. It only goes to homes. Okay, And that's how it started. And it's been a, a, a success for us.
3: Very cool. So when you started, you said you'd gone through a 180 in life, and then you went to Haiti and then the rest of the story followed. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up? Did you have uh, a lot of uh, influence in your family of charitable endeavors? Were your parents involved in charities and nonprofits, or are you the first one yeah. in the family? Tell us a little bit about your background.
4: Yeah, so not much charitable experience at all, really, you know, here and there, but nothing nothing special. You know, I grew up in high school and college was really just out for myself. And, you know, I was, I was fortunate to grow up in a you know home with great parents that instilled, you know, good values in me that have certainly come out in the last couple of years. But all throughout high school and college and as a young professional, it was, you know, I was really the king of the world and, and my own God. And uh, I, I lived off of what I call uh, the three G's, which is girls, gold and glory. Um, which is probably the exact opposite of, you know, what you might think a CEO of a charity would live for, but that was my life. And long story short, you know, doing that for you know almost eight years, uh, at the end of the day, no matter how much more of those three Cs you get, um, it you come to a pretty empty place. And so that's where I found myself and I, you know, wondered if there's gotta be a bigger purpose than this. And then that led to me reviving a lost. Childhood Christian faith, and then that sent me down to um, really want to serve others and love others and try to be you know selfless because I had spent you know most of my entire life just caring about myself. And then when I got to Haiti, I saw the problem. As I mentioned, I didn't think I'd ever start a charity, but I was definitely more inclined to give to one. Um, But then the kind of entrepreneur in me took over and said, hey, I have a passion, I want to do something about it. But I also really like creating things and trying to, you know, create better models. And so that was how the idea for New Story came about.
3: Fantastic. That is a compelling story, and certainly something that a lot of our listeners would be very interested in. We're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Brett Hagler. So stay tuned. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
2: Stay tuned for more of the Entrepreneur Effect when we return.
1: important.
0: Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at OrangeHillDevelopment.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality.
2: You are experiencing the Entrepreneur Effect. Here's Dush Ramachandran.
3: And we're back. This is Entrepreneur Effect with Dush Ramachandran. And our guest today is Brett Hagler, the CEO and founder of New Story, uh, which is a completely unique charity building homes for the homeless in Haiti and other places. So, Brett, during the first two segments, we talked about news story and how you happened to build the organization to where it is today and about your, your background. Now you're very old yourself. You're, you're quite young, but if you, if you were to meet your younger self, let's say your 18 year old self, your high school graduate self coming down the street, what advice would you give him?
4: That in order to fill yourself up with purpose and fulfillment and happiness, actually have to pour yourself out to others. Um, There's a a inverse dichotomy there. And then I'd also say to have confidence in your dreams and to not, again, goes back to not caring what people think. Don't worry about trying to impress other people. Don't worry if you fail. Don't worry if you write a blog post and it's not created enough. And some people might make comments about it, but just, you know, if you have intuition to do something, Only here for a certain amount of time. And I believe it's your obligation to really take a swing at doing it. And hopefully it's something that is, you know, bigger than just yourself. Yeah, I think that's what I would say.
3: Great. I think that is sound advice to give any youngster. There are a lot of younger uh, folks in our audience as well. Awesome. Who I'm sure will enjoy that. So, to, to wrap up, we just have a very short time. We have about three minutes left. To to wrap up, I'm sure a lot of the listeners of our show would be interested in donating to the organization. So how would they go about doing that?
4: Yeah, so you can just go to our website. You know, that's where really everything lives. It's newstorycharity.org, N-E-W-S-T-O-R-Y, charity.org. Um, you can learn more there. Um you could either, you know, donate directly to a family profile or you could do what we call a fundraising campaign where if you have maybe a birthday coming up or something special coming up or, you know, anniversary or celebration, um you could actually start your own a uh, web page on our site in about 2 minutes and then um, you could, you know, have your own page and you send out to your friends and family um and you guys as a group and as a team rally together. Um, to fund part of a home or maybe even an entire home as a home is only $6,000.
3: That is great. So so for example, if if somebody wanted to dedicate a home that they're building to someone, to
4: a loved one, they could do that? Absolutely. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And if you have any questions, um, my email is brett at newstorycharity.org and I'm on Twitter at Brett Hagler, H-A-G-L-E-R. That is great. And I'm sure many of our listeners
3: would be very, very interested in doing that. So I would strongly encourage our listeners to uh, go to the site, check it out. And certainly, by uh, all means, set up uh, donations dedicated to your loved ones. It's a, it's an absolutely fabulous charity and something that we should all celebrate and support Brett thank you for taking the time to be with us today appreciate it very much and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again maybe in another few months when you moved on to other locations as well
4: we'd love to get an update very cool yeah thank you for a fantastic podcast and the tribe that you guys have built it's very cool thank you